Hi, and welcome back to a very special episode of Late Night Date Night, the podcast where once a week we get together and we just make each other talk. Um, about what? Who knows? We don't, because the whole thing about the, po- the podcast is that we don't know which each other's podcast... What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what each other's topic is. Uh, yeah, and that's basically it. So we both prep our topic beforehand. I did mine like a couple minutes ago. At least did hers throughout the day. And uh, let's th- just jump right into it. Is that, is that all we do for the intro? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah. Yep. It's special because at 20 episodes, we've brought wine onto the show, <gasps> which I think could either go really well or probably poorly. We'll see. We will. Probably 30 minutes from now when we're both just blubbering messes at the end of the show. <laughs> I just hope I don't publicly spill my wine all over the place. I swear that's why I told you to keep it on the floor because there's a lot of expensive equipment here and I am not dealing with it. Yeah, if you're watching, you're going to see me dip out of a, a screen a few times. That's why. Yeah, if she dips out of screen, know that she spilled and that means she's going to have to dip out of the show forever. <laughs> She'll fire me. Yeah. From I'm, my life. I'm hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But as our loyal viewers know, this is a Lisa show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Call so, back. So uh, I can't fire her, but I can think about it. She can. <laughs> All right, without further ado, uh, I'm going to go first. All right. Because last week you went first. All right, you go first. And the week before that, I went. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that far back. No, it was, I was just going to keep going back and forth. It was okay. a bit. <laughs> at least, are you nervous? I'm always a little bit nervous right at the beginning. I don't know why. You know, we have almost no one who watches. I know. Yeah, it's just you and me talking, right? Exactly. Yeah. I have to fake it. or I, have I to, feel like, like you're getting more nervous because I brought it up. I might pivot my whole conversation to this because... Ah, that will definitely help. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's kind of like if, if like you point out that somebody's zipper's down... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on a general level, a lot of people will occasionally like fear that they left their zipper down, uh, whether they did or they didn't. It's just mm-hmm. like maybe a thought that crosses their mind. So when you point it out and you're like, hey, your zipper's down, they're like, oh, this is all I'm going to be thinking about now for like the next hour at least. Really? Because when you think about it, they stopped that person from exposing themselves publicly. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but, but other people seeing it. <laughs> That's true. Isn't it always better to point that out? The rule I yeah. hear is, as long as it's something you could fix within five minutes. I thought it was five seconds. Five seconds? Yeah, like if you have like food in your teeth. You're like, hey, there's something in your teeth. Like It takes five seconds to pick that out if you have like... I, I guess, think it's five minutes. Something that is, is immediately fixable. Okay. So if you go, hey, um, your eyeliner is smeared. Like A woman could go to the bathroom real quick and, and go fix it. Yeah, okay. So five minutes is more reasonable. Yeah. I like that rule. I think, I think it's a, a good rule for life. So then as the receiver who is being told, like, hey, you've got five minutes to go and, like, fix this thing about yourself. Okay, well, you don't want to ever say you have five minutes to go do this. Like, you're not <laughs> trying to keep them to your role. Like, hey. You've got five I, I'm minutes. I'm trying to be a good person. If you don't finish this in five minutes, I'm a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be like, I heard you. Thank you. I'm going to go and take care of this real quick. That's how that works? 100%. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I actually like it being a, like a binding social contract though. Like you tell them and, and you start your time and you go, okay, hey, we're, we're on the clock. Yeah. We have to fix this. Five minutes to fix it. Or else 
we're both in trouble <laughs> by society. Someone's gonna someone's gonna tell our boss. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to talk about this for what my nervousness? Yeah, because it's. I mean, we're just in front of camera. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because I know it's gonna be recorded somewhere in the ethers forever. No, and like, it's what not. What if I like run for political? Only ninety party days. Day? Only ninety days. Yeah, and only then, ninety days. And then it disappears. Yeah, because well, we have Twitch Prime. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, would, it would really only be, I think, 30 days otherwise. Oh, okay. So this only lives to embarrass you for 90 days, and then it's gone unless someone downloads it, in which case then it's forever. Well, I wish you hadn't said the, the thing about downloading. Who's going to download this? <laughs> no, we, we, have, we have all of, maybe five listeners, listeners over the course of all of the platforms. Yeah, and even if we did have more, it's not like we would know because nobody ever like hits us up on any of the platforms. On any of it. I know. I'm looking for comments. I'm Shout looking out. for questions. Yeah. Oh, that is one thing. Uh, oh, it, part of the intro. Yeah. If, if, so between the two topics, if you want to like chip into the conversation, go ahead and leave like a comment on Twitch. I don't know what you do if you're someone who listens to it later. Um, call my cell phone. Let me know what you think. Cause you probably know who we are personally. <laughs> if you uh, don't though, Instagram, uh, yeah, or something or the Jennifer T. You figure it out. Yeah. There's lots of links and, and, and plugs and stuff. You have a pretty decent online uh, presence, so you're you're trackable. You mean all 15 people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty excellent. <laughs> Our cat has a huge following. Our cat. Me personally, yeah. garbage. Hot garbage. We have a moderately famous cat. I He's he's borderline super famous now. Yeah. He's, he's like 10,000 away from 100,000 followers. Ooh. I'll never understand it. Yeah. All you need is a is a cute cat, and that's all. You, it's all it is. That's all you need. What is his handle? Yoda the space cat. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yoda the space cat. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to Don't say it plug twice. Him more. I just wanted to say it twice. Don't plug him more. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Yoda the space cat. <laughs> okay. So we well, we won't talk about them like uh, your nerves. Even though we already talked about it, I did trick uh -huh. you. We're having three topics tonight. Three topics. I'm duped. I've been duped. All right, so my actual topic for tonight is uh, drinking. Okay. So we're having a cocktail because it's the 20th episode, big deal. Uh-huh. The question is, how much drinking to drinking? Uh, well, <laughs> I, what I've been told kind of throughout life... Is if you're crying, it probably bad? Not necessarily, because sometimes it's a cathartic release. Sometimes you can't let yourself cry... I'm not talking about myself personally. I can cry. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I can cry at the, the drop of a hat. Uh, I think some people, uh, they need to break down some of their walls, and I think alcohol can sometimes help them get to a, pl a place where they can be vulnerable and, and honest. Uh, I think it becomes an issue if it becomes hurtful or painful to the people around them, mm -hmm. if they're incapable of functioning at a normal level, meaning like if you have a job, getting yourself to that job regularly and doing mm -hmm. a good job at your job, um, if it affects your interpersonal relationships... I think what you're describing is everything, though. I think, I, I think there's more nuance, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you love video games so much that it's a, like you don't go to work, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem, yeah, exactly. I think uh, alcohol, because it's um, mind-affecting, I think mm -hmm. has more layers to it. I agree, I agree. But also, like, I think society puts a lot of pressure on... Like, 
be fearful of developing addictions. Like, in mm-hmm. other countries, I think alcohol is... Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, in other countries, addiction is fine, you guys. No, no. I just think in other countries, I think uh, society views alcohol differently. So I think it's weird because we're kind of like a repressed culture where it's, like, taboo to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also don't uh, necessarily practice drinking in <laughs> a safe like way. practice drinking. Because, like, most of the time it's, like, binging alcohol. Like, you yeah. drink to get drunk. But I then... think that also... I think that goes down to uh, the age at which you can drink. I think because it's not till 21, mm-hmm. I think people develop kind of an unhealthy relationship because you go so long without being able to drink or even when you're underage, if you get access to alcohol, you binge drink because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very short amount of time you're going to have access to it. It's true. I think that's what leads to the more negative yeah i think so too like behaviors and and practices i think that even though it's like technically illegal like families where you start introducing alcohol at like a a, not like child age but like a slightly younger (laughs) babies toddlers (laughs) 10 year olds in their bottles uh no but if you like don't make it a big issue and you let them have a drink or two with the family where they're you know supervised and they're being shown how to do it responsibly and like (laughs) you can learn your limits at a younger age then it doesn't become such like a like a, I don't know, like a, cool, I don't know, like a, like a weird thing. Like a cool and fun time. <laughs> yeah. Like you just don't want it in excess when you're older because you're like, there's, it's not that exciting. It's just something that people do. It's a social thing or it's a whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, so I want to answer the original question, which is, like, when is it a problem? When is it a problem? I'd argue because I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think I think that it's maybe a problem when it's affecting your life and relationships. Mm-hmm. But I also think it could be a problem, in and other people won't see it when you're using it. It's like a crutch, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If because I was thinking about what you were saying about how it could help you get a cry out. <laughs> I think if you need anything, like a um, mind altering. To feel, it probably is already a crutch. There's probably some other issues going on there. Though I think if if I'm holding myself to the same standard, like, I'll have a drink to relax. Mm -hmm. And that's a crutch in a way. Yeah, but I think that's, like, pretty, like, widespread common. I think that's why most people will have a drink. Yeah. It's just to kind of, like, relax. You know, let go. I do want to say I don't have many strong opinions on this. Like I'm, I'm very pro pro alcohol. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and maybe that creates a bias in, in us. I think we're we're uh, open minded enough though to at least check it. Um, I think maybe it's a, if you're using it for a crutch uh, for certain things. If yeah. you're using it to feel things, probably bad. Probably bad. If you're using it to numb feelings. Numb feelings, probably, probably bad. bad. <laughs> if you're using it to just feel like you could continue going. Probably Definitely bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think like like relaxing is 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 uh, relaxing and in, in to I don't know I don't because I, I was gonna say to be social but like that's probably not good we shouldn't be like no well I, I need it to be social so like I I consider myself pretty comfortable talking to strangers agreed but when I go to like a like a party. Uh, at a friend's house, mm-hmm. where I, I kind of actually like know these people, uh-huh. I feel a little bit of a social anxiety. Um, probably because I know them, I know I'm going to see them again. Uh-huh. I would like to have a drink to kind of just like 
get out of my head a little bit so that I can loosen up. I actually feel more like myself when I can relax. And sometimes yeah. it's just like a nice little nudge to just like get out of my head and chill out. Yeah. Um, which is weird, right? Like I, I know a lot of social anxiety is like maybe with strangers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel more pressure to talk to people I know than people I don't know. I, I get that because you care. I do care, yeah. 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 That's the difference. Like social interactions with strangers is easy because mm-hmm. you, you know you'll probably never see them again. Yeah. Social interactions with our friends and family are hard because those are the people who truly matter. Like, if you'd make a wrong move... Well, I'm just going to add to your anxiety right now. <laughs> if you make one wrong move in a social interaction with people you care about, you could ruin it forever, Elise. <laughs> You're right. I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> think about hey, it all the time. Hey, don't think about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I want to travel more. And, like, actually spend time in places that we travel to. Because I'd be interested in thinking or seeing, uh, like, how other people view alcohol and their relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to say, because you were talking about, like, different cultures and their, mm-hmm. their view of alcohol. The, the two places that I've been that are, like, out of the country. Mm-hmm. No, actually, most places I've been out of the country. You've been a lot of places. So, but the ones that come to mind are, are Budapest and England, right? Okay. I've been to one of those. Yeah. In Budapest, it was cheaper to buy a beer than it was to buy water. Yeah. And people would just have like one or two with a meal. Like that that makes sense. That's probably a pretty good relationship with alcohol. I agree. Yeah. And then England, those people drink like it's water. Yeah. But no one gets like belligerent. I mean, I'm sure people do. Yeah. I didn't come into contact with anyone. I think that's also part of the American culture too, though. Like it's almost, I don't want to say glorified, but it's, it's like absolutely talked about a lot when people get sloppy and messy, mm-hmm. right? Like people post pictures or they send videos. <laughs> whoa, 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 what, a, uh, like, what people are you following? Like the basic drunk girl, you know what I'm saying? Like they're at the club yes. and they're like, oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom. So hold me. And then there's those videos of the girls like twerking on the counters, the counter breaks and they fall. You know, like just wow. Re- you are watching. A you haven't very seen those? specific. No, like trust me. There's so many videos. No, believe of just, me. Like, I will be looking that up girls. after. But like in other cultures, I think there's still like very much an, uh, uh, a value in not being an idiot or not being I mean, seen as an idiot. I think you're giving people in general a lot more credit <laughs> than they deserve. I mean, I'm sure there's people doing stupid stuff all over the world. You know, but. I feel like maybe in other places, like, the fear of being seen as absolutely out of control of yourself is viewed differently than its way... It's almost expected. Like, if you're here, it's expected that you're going to be stupid in public. And that's just accepted. But in other areas, it might not be. Like, I think they hold each other to, like, a higher standard. Like, I'm not taking care of you. Like, I'm not going to carry you out of the bar. I'm not going to put you in a car. You well, gotta take care of yourself. Now you're making me feel like I should have done more research on my topic because I am curious now to see like <laughs> what other places are like. <laughs> I just I know we watch a lot of social media. We watch a lot of media in general, like movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, some of the stuff that I've seen is in like movies that take place in other countries. It's just not a glorified behavior that you'd see in like I don't know. You know the college movies. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think I think it's genuinely like an American uh, issue. I don't think we. So what do you think would be the best way to fix that? Oh my goodness. I I say lowering the legal drinking age. Yeah, maybe start practicing at an earlier age under supervision. But they're raising everything. Like like I was gonna say like if you could buy cigarettes at eighteen, you should be able to buy alcohol. But 
now you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes. So Yeah, I know. We're very restricted, restrictive and repressed. Well, it's okay. I think they should get rid of cigarettes in general. Yes, cigarettes are cool. Yeah, so I'm, sure. I'm not mad about it. Don't get rid of alcohol, Okay, but, but, but how about this? I, if, if you could go serve in a war... You should be able to drink and smoke. Well, no, no, no. No smoking ever. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should be able to drink. <laughs> Make your own decisions. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm making them for you. No smoking. Alright. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's true. If you can sign over your, like, if your you life... Could, if you could die in war... You should be able to have a you cocktail. You should have a cocktail, absolutely, or a beer, whatever your poison is. And I think, and I think, lowering that age, I think, would would make people be less likely to well, binge or yeah, and glorified even. It's been a long time since I've gotten my driver's license, so I don't know all of the laws. But it sounds like it's pretty common now that kids are waiting until they're about twenty one to get their driver's licenses, or eighteen maybe. 18 or 21, I can't remember, but it's, like, cheaper and easier if you wait longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's less restrictions, too. Like, you don't have to have an adult in the car with you, things like that. If you're able to start maybe drinking and practicing and learning what your alcohol levels, like, where you where you are at before you can legally drive, that might help a little bit, too. Because mm-hmm. I think... I think people just... Are, I mean, you shouldn't drink and drive. I'm not saying you especially, need to learn I, I do want to go ahead and say that, like, we're very <laughs> close to New Year's Eve, and I know even during COVID, people are going to get drunk and probably drive. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it, man. No. We have It's so accessible to get a freaking car on Uber, Lyft. If you have enough money to buy booze, you have enough money to buy a car to get you home. That's true. It's true. Yeah, I definitely wasn't trying to say, like, learn what you can drink before you can drink. <laughs> don't Le- drink and learn drive. Learn where you could go so that you don't get caught by the no, cops. No. But at least you know, like, ooh, I know I should not be driving after I've had, like, X amount. Mm, just get an Uber anytime just, you're gonna yeah don't drive if you've been drinking yeah. in general it's not smart <laughs> alright so what's our takeaway here before um, we go to the comments I think people I don't obsess over this this is just kind of my thought don't obsess but um, always just kind of try and I don't know like think about your relationship with alcohol um, okay well we don't have to <laughs> make it that, that deep <laughs> you guys <laughs> alcohol it may not seem dangerous <laughs> But at a certain point... It's a gateway drug. <laughs> it's a gateway No, I, Because I, I don't believe that. No, not I, at all. I, I think probably, like, meth is like a gateway drug. <laughs> okay, go <calm> on. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think the takeaway is just, like, America maybe is a little too strict. I think so. I think that's my takeaway. I think so. And like, I think... Maybe, like, normalizing alcohol in a way where it's not, like, yeah, I, taboo. I, yeah. So it doesn't feel like such a rush when you get to do it. I think I think we should start seeing alcohol like we see caffeine. Yeah, like it will affect your body, but it doesn't need to be like a like don't a thing. Depend, don't depend on it. Yeah, but like it's nice sometimes. Eh, enjoy it. Though I do have a way more unhealthy relationship with caffeine than I do alcohol. I was gonna say yeah, I think you have a caffeine problem. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> you don't need to blast me out here. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, let's go to the the comments before right. we go to your topic. Okay. So we got some shoutouts. So, hi. Uh, What's up, Mama? Oh, and hey to my homie uh, who's watching from Vegas. From Sin City. Oh, my gosh. That's what's up. Gambling so much. She's going to come back to work and she's not going to have any cash for lunch. Or more cash than she needs and she's going to quit. Maybe she won't come back to work. I We made it a, a, an arrangement beforehand. I uh-huh. said if she wins anything... I get 20%. I'm wishing you all of the best of luck, my friend. I don't know if she'll remember that, but I'm reminding everyone now. Hmm. All right, to the topic, though, 
Uh, if you're drinking to feel normal, that's really bad. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything, anything really that you feel you need to make you feel like just even keel, probably bad. Yeah. So I guess it goes back to I do have a a bad relationship with caffeine because <laughs> like if I wake up in the morning I don't have caffeine. See that's hard though because it's like I was thinking like if you wake up in the morning, and and think to yourself, man, I'm just not feeling myself today. I need X, Y, and Z to feel normal. E. That's probably bad, right? But then you just said the thing about coffee, and I was like, no, because every morning when I wake up, I don't feel like myself until I've had my coffee. Okay, so maybe this is a topic for another time when we talk <laughs> about our, our, our true addiction, which yeah. is caffeine. Which is caffeine. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> raising... okay. Alien Ray Gun says, raising the age of war. So I, I, I agree with that. It's so instead of, instead of what I said, which is make, make alcohol 18... Yeah, maybe people shouldn't be able to, to join the military the military when they're right out of high school. It's true. Like, I understand that the military is looking for, like, peak physical condition. And, then, like, 18 is, like, a good age to be, like, physically probably at your peak, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, so I wanted to join... Is it? Have you seen 18-year-olds? 18, 19, 20... Like, 18 to 25, maybe? 18 to 30? Okay, well, maybe 25 is when you should be able to join the military. I'm all about that That life. way they could they could already... Well, uh, but they spend, like, the first, like, four years just training and, and educating and stuff like that. So I feel like they also want to get their investment out of the person. Okay, but then don't put a cap on when they could serve until... That's true. Also, maybe we don't need such a hefty military, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, because right when I graduated high school, I wanted to join the military, and, uh, uh, it, it didn't work out for me, but, um, looking back at me at 18, what a, what a young person I was. I had no, oh, yeah, no, no idea. Me at 18 should not have made any decisions that will affect <laughs> me as I am now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Would be poor decisions. I'm glad I waited till I was 21 to get my first tattoo. Because I tell you what, I would have had some dumb tattoos if I would have started doing it when I was 18. Oh, Elise. I love... <laughs> I, my favorite tattoo of Elise's... I got when I was 14 years old? Which is chef's kiss. Incredible. It's her best tattoo. Easily. Yeah. Speaking of which, Mom, you know exactly the tattoo I'm talking about. You were with me. Don't oh, forget. It's incredible. One day we'll talk about it. <laughs> Uh, the next comment, also from Alien Reagan, 0.8. It's not, not very drunk. Very, very I think drunk. most people are surprised when they find out what it is. It's true. Okay, so I was hanging out with some friends. Mm -hmm. We were having brunch, and we were drinking mimosas. Mm -hmm. And a friend of ours had a, a breathalyzer on her keychain. Okay, um, well, that one friend of yours I worry about. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a responsible thing to have. If you're okay, gonna go but at the same time, at the same time if they, they're getting around a breathalyzer, you, you know that friend goes too hard, maybe. And I don't know what the calibration is, was on that thing or how accurate it was, but when I was feeling noticeably uh, altered, <laughs> uh -huh. we used it, uh -huh. and I was still under the legal limit. And you felt, and you, and you, I felt it. You were like, "I'm too drunk." To drink. Yeah, but I know, I know it's different for everybody. But I thought, yeah, oh, see, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Yikers! Yikers! All right, we got the booze <laughs> and caffeine. Just, just do too much. Yeah, see, that's what I was trying to say. Was my point of the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right, and then going back to what we we're talking about with raising the age of war. The military is looking for desperate people. That's that's a hundred percent. I do yeah. know some people who just really aspired to be in the military. It's true. Which I think is maybe something ingrained in them in childhood. Well, I don't know. I don't know because like for me, I, I was um, not exceptional, but I was I was very average. I got accepted to uh, college, so I had the option to go to college. I still 
uh, wanted to go into the military because in my 18-year-old brain, my mindset was is I was going to get paid to travel. They glorify mm. that. Oh, no, yeah, no, you it's... Know? It, when I, when I talked to people who were in the military, they said it's not like you get to go and explore the culture and meet the people. Oh, yeah, you're on base. You're on base. Time. A lot of places you can't even leave depending on what your, your, your job is, you know? Yeah. So it would have been very, I think, disillusioning. Oh, yeah, and you then know? you're locked in. Yeah. See, that's another weird thing. What? How many other things you're, like, locked in with a contract? That's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Like, they own you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But you could easily just, like... I'm sure there's ways. Yeah, you could just run away, up until go to jail. Yeah, up until recently, you could just pull the gate card and then get kicked out. Uh, and then going off of what we're saying, really good points, Alien Regan. Big fan. Yeah, uh, where have you where, been? Where's your podcast? Where have you been? We've been... Uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're saying that the people who aspire to do it will still do it at 21. That's 100% true. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, I actually tried. Yeah. I tried after I graduated college because that was kind of the deal I made with my mom was, well, why don't you go to college first since that's an option for you? And yeah. after you graduate, if you still want to do it, then you can join. So I did try at 21. I still had horrible knees. I got medically disqualified for my knees, but uh, I still wanted to. I still would if I if they would take me. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> don't in, in my don't brain, lie to the people. In my brain, I would. <laughs> Or even at 25, considering that you're not considered responsible enough to rent a car. Isn't that crazy? 25 was a milestone birthday for me because it was like the last milestone. It's like mm. true adulthood. You can finally rent a car at yeah. 25. Nah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, 100%. I think lower the age of drinking, raise the age for joining the military. I feel like we're solving a lot of huge World societal issues. I agree. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah, I'm enjoying this. This is great. Thank you for joining us, Alien Reagan. Alien Reagan. Okay, what's your topic, Lise? Oh. Okay, so, um, man, I have to get my brain back into it. Uh, if you are listening and you know me, you know that I absolutely love dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, I think a lot about um, humans' relationship to dogs, and I, I will say if you're an animal enthusiast of any other species, cats, horses, uh, rats, turtles, whatever, this won't necessarily relate. I think for a lot of it, it will, but I'm, I only know what I know about dogs. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of it's going to be relatable, but some of it might not Elise, be Elise, this topic accurate. better be... The best topic in the world. You were hyping it up so hard. I, I just was reading a lot of articles today about it, and uh, it's interesting. Okay, so what do humans, like, what do you value most about your relationships with other people? Or, like, what do you look for in, like, a good, solid, um, like, these are the things that make a really good relationship with people. Loyalty. Loyalty. Sense of humor. Okay, sense of humor. I, I know where this is going. I already, I, I, I'm seeing exactly where you're going with this. You're going to go, well, that's in a dog. <laughs> and I'm going to go, what? I, I hate you. <laughs> oh, and I see where you're going. So I'll, 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 I'll keep out the sense of humor. Loyalty. Loyalty. Um, honesty. Oh, wait, no. See, honesty. I, th- okay, let me, let me just. But okay, so you fell into the trap, though. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the best qualities we could possibly find in, like, a best friend or a uh, companion mm-hmm. are a lot of things that we just naturally get from having a dog. Go ahead and name them. Loyalty. 
protection. <laughs> Good listener. <laughs> Great listener. Uh, even uh, physicality is like when it's cold, they can offer you warmth. Um, okay, well, you were you were <laughs> setting the bar low for human relationships. <laughs> well, I, I just love the idea that when we met, you were like, you know what? Sides me up. You go, I think she could keep me warm in the winter. How about like unconditional love and like no judgment? I, I, I mom, you and I think alike. Uh, yeah, unconditional love uh-huh. and like non judgment. So. No, like, I, I, I get it, but I, get I, it. I do think I value different things in humans. <laughs> There's a lot more to human yeah. relationships than there are with, with animals. Uh-huh. But if we're thinking about people who have a difficult time making relationships with humans, Socialism, yeah. um, when they're kind of only really looking for like the bare minimum or very specific things, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, I'm a huge advocate for getting a dog for a companion mm-hmm. um, because it is very... Uh, like a reciprocal it's mutually beneficial relationship because um we feed them we offer them housing Mm -hmm. like basically the bare minimum to survive offer them companionship as well like they're not just your companion yeah exactly and and historically they were domesticated to like serve a purpose in our life that helped um our chances of survival Mm -hmm. they would help us hunt they'd help us track Mm -hmm. um protection is a huge thing and just over the years, that relationship has grown to, like, a genetic level, where now it's just kind of inbred in, like, their wiring, in our wiring. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a like a weird... I don't, so I looked up... Some of the main questions I was asking the Oracle, Google, was, why do humans love dogs? Yes. There's not a, a concrete answer for that. There's a lot of research that talks about the... Uh, uh, chemicals in our brain. Um, when you stare into a dog's eyes, mm. uh, take this loosely. I'm not talking about like aggression or anything like that. Not like challenging eye contact, but like a it's a natural gaze that happens. Yes. That it actually releases oxytocin in mm-hmm. both our brain and the dog's brain. So, and the oxytocin is the is the the cuddling hormone or like the love hormone that yeah. you, that like you and I would get if we hug each other. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully for you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel anything ever. <laughs> it's it's a feel good. Uh, yeah. No, I get you. And it decreases cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Mm. Um so like there's like a million articles about that, about the chemical the those two specific chemicals. Um but like why? Like why dogs or why cats? Like there's similar studies with other animals. But I think you already answered your question though. Because it's just built in, it's ingrained. Well, no, yeah, it's it's an evolutionary thing. So yeah. we went from having animals as, you know, a necessity. tools, yeah, and then being around long enough that we've developed this relationship that it's mutually beneficial now. It is, yeah, and uh, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people um, refer to their dogs as like their children, mm-hmm. and I think part of that is because there's some. Uh, similarities between human baby who's like (laughs) (laughs) only one human baby there's a human baby between human baby Uh, but they're like nonverbal and yet parent and child have an ability to communicate with each other through nonverbal communication Uh so I think that's like very relatable to like dog Uh human dog human dog (laughs) but like a lot of times dogs pick up on our energies when we're not even necessarily aware of them ourselves Mm -hmm. um 
or like I don't know. I feel like they're so good at like reading energy. I feel, but I feel okay. So I do have one thing to kind of throw a wrench in here and just okay. devil's yeah. advocate. Okay. Because you say that it's just so ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. I've met people who do not like dogs. I have too. I have too. There's people who genuinely fear dogs. That fear for their lives just in the presence of a dog walking on the other side of the street. Or, or even just people who do not like dogs. It's yeah. not fear based. It's they don't like dogs. That's why I, I kind of... You're like, and I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> and some people just don't like animals in general. But I think that maybe um, they have been able to find... Uh, companionship or at least I think their needs are being met in different ways mm-hmm. um, and it may not need to be three animals but I think for the people who haven't been able to find ways to meet those needs um, have found it in animals or if they haven't yet could look to animals to, to fill those needs um, yeah or you know, there's a lot of factors too. If there was trauma as a child, like if you got bit by a dog or yeah, whatever. The fear uh, I understand. I, I most people I know who fear dogs, I I get it. It's usually from a horrible experience they've had. Yeah. The people I don't get are the ones who like just don't. There's don't like no them. history with them. They just yeah, they're just like. Eh. And that could be a cultural thing too, because I had some friends too who like dogs were street animals. You know, they weren't allowed in the house. They weren't. I, I just like the idea of street animals. I was just thinking Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, it's been too long since I've seen that film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there is like a beautiful quote that I read. Oh, no. Here we go. I have to share it. Break because... out your tissues, everybody. <laughs> uh, there's two of them. One of them is from Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. And it says, if you pick up a starving dog and make mm-hmm. him prosperous... He will not bite you. This is the principal difference between a dog and a man. And I thought about that, and I think it's kind of beautiful because it's true. If you help a person become prosperous, there's no guarantee that there's going to be an unconditional respect. Yeah, between the two of you. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think there's a pretty high chance that they could possibly turn on you or... Yeah, I think people innately bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dogs are so forgiving and so trusting and so loyal that, like, literally animals who've been beaten by their owners still run to them for, like, can, yeah. I, can I fix this? Like, what, what did I well, do? I've what seen did I air do? Bud Elise. Oh, my gosh. Breaks <laughs> my heart. And I think that's why people have such an emotional um, upset when they see animal abuse because it's, like... Some, I think some people understand well, how no, it's unfair the, that it's is. It's the same reaction people have. Because I think it's exactly the same. I think people have the exact same reaction to animal abuse as they do child abuse. It's like a totally yeah. unfair fight. I mean, they're totally innocent. Oh, 100%. Most, no, most of the time. People, <laughs> people still do dog fights, but I don't see anyone doing baby fighting rings. <laughs> is it wrong that I would pay to see that? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. But would I also... Yes, 100%. <laughs> what would a baby fight look like? Just I, I assume it like... would be the same as cock fights. So they would, they would gas tie, on them. <laughs> tie, tie little razor blades to their little chubby baby arms. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then they just rough them up and then throw them out there. A lot of baby standing wins. That's the funny thing is a lot of babies can't even stand yet. So they're just oh my. crawling Sorry. around. <laughs> Other than the razor blades... So cute. The idea of it is so cute. And do a little face paint on, on, on their cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. We gotta stop selling me on this okay. because it's... We're gonna start an underground... Uh, yeah, we can't give people ideas. Baby fighting ring. 
there was another quote from this article that I okay. read. Uh, <laughs> this is from a guy named Joe Duncan. Uh, he wrote the article in 2019. Mm. Uh, but it says that the fact that dogs usually wait in, uh, until an actual altercation breaks out before attacking mm. shows that they are often... Oh, that they often have more patience and better judgment than humans do. Except for German Shepherds. I don't trust those dogs, my <laughs> goodness. I know that's a, a... That is a hot take. That's a polarizing opinion, but I just... Oh, man. Um, but dogs understand one law, one code of honor. If you're hurt, I will defend you loyally and absolutely to the death if need be. Because I'm a dog, and that's what we're designed to do. To love, protect, to uh, defend support and honor our human counterpart even if they're flawed in the way that they love us back so we have another devil's advocate okay okay so we have a dog riley for those of us <laughs> for, the, for those watching who don't know us personally uh-huh. we will play fight and i've done this just to see if riley will defend because riley was elise's dog first obviously before we met uh-huh. they they are bonded so well don't start reading the comments yet mm-hmm. they're bonded they're like glued together I tell you what, Riley will not even try to defend Elise. <laughs> but again, I think uh, they read genuine energy. So if well, you guys are acting better, then I do want yeah, to test this out. Yeah. I'm ready for Channel. Riley to just just Mull rip you. my throat out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if you had like actual ill will towards me, okay. So um, where I used to work, uh-huh. I used to be able to bring her with me to the office. Uh-huh. We had. Um, uh, I don't know what you call them. People who needed to serve community service. Oh, so a community... Like uh, someone who... Okay, yeah. Like a recently released in May or something like yes. that. They had to come do uh, community service hours. And um, most of them were pretty chill. It was no issue. My dog didn't seem bothered by any of them. But there was this one guy mm-hmm. who... <laughs> he was a handyman, so he got a lot of uh, jobs that gave him a lot of access throughout the whole building. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a, like a, a ceiling-to-floor window. And he was walking on the outside of this window... And my dog is actually pretty chill. I can maybe count on one hand how many times she's actually gone after somebody. This was one of those times I thought she was going to break through this glass window to get at this guy. And it was, like, really kind of scary. I was like, wow, I didn't even know she had it in her. Mm-hmm. But then uh, after the guilt settled, like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. My dog was uh, behaving badly. Yeah. I was, like, really appreciative. Like, what is it about that guy that my dog didn't like? Yeah. And I, and I trusted that. It made me weary around this guy. Yes. But how do you explain it, the time with the bug sprayer? Well, the bug spray guy was so sweet. There's no <laughs> way in hell that he had bad intentions. So this is my theory about that. Okay. I think I'm not blaming you, <laughs> but I think I do feel blamed already. Even <laughs> I think because you said I'm not blaming you. I think that you felt a little anxious and uncomfortable. Okay, I have a I have a foil to your your theory already. Okay, I'm anxious all the time with every social interaction. Yeah, but we're so letting a no stranger way. into our house. Uh huh. I was not home, so okay, she couldn't but, read. But we've had times where it's been uh, like Bible people. What do you call those? Uh, like missionaries. Missionaries, or? yeah. Okay. Missionaries will come to the door, and I feel equally, if not more, uncomfortable. They don't and come inside the house, though. The bug guy came inside, didn't he? He was outside when this happened. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're finding out that the bug guy was real bad. He was a bad person. Yeah, maybe. He murdered ten women already. Oh, goodness. I was going to be the 11th. And she protected you. She might have saved your life. She probably saved my life. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 
Uh, that's like another thing. Like there's like stories on stories on stories about people who talk about their dogs mm-hmm. like saving their lives because they were in a really low spot in their life and um, uh, they came into this dog or they had the dog and it just absolutely changed their whole life around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cool seeing so many of those stories. Like that's not really like an isolated incident. I'd say probably more often than not, people have had some sort of like profound emotional experience because their dog was in their life. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. And yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm talking about dogs because this is what I know. This is like my biggest connection. If you have other pets at home that you feel this way about that might be different than a dog, I'd love to hear your stories. Um, I'd like to do more research about... Well, I think, I think you've already seen this with, with one of our cats. Mm-hmm. So we have one dog, two cats, one of them very empathetic. Yes. Like, if you feel anything, he, like, it loses his mind. Yeah. Like, needs to be with you, needs to, like, sit on top of you. I think he's trying to control your attention so that he can get you to, like... Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I know what... Because I don't think all cats are like that. Uh, this cat I got when I was in college going through, like, the darkest point in my life. Mm-hmm. And 100% I used him as basically an emotional support animal. And I think I broke him. Now he's broken. He's, he's very empathetic because he does it with me too, which is actually really cool. Because oh, yeah. you know, I, I was kind of went off the basis that your animal really only bonds to you. Mm-hmm. But Gambit, I think he's really bonded with both of us. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know if maybe that's with all people. Like I think he might might do that with your mom if she came over and she's oh, no, upset. Oh no, hundred percent. I think he's just a genuinely empathetic cat, which yeah. is really cool. Needy, yeah. but empathetic. Because then I worry about him. I'm like, well, have I met your emotional needs no today? One, no one can. That cat's constantly <laughs> sobbing. Like, genuinely, just gently weeping all the time. I have no idea why. If you've listened to any of our past uh, podcasts, po- <laughs> oh, no, podcasts, and you've heard a cat screaming in the background. It's him because he needs to be with us. Yeah, and we have him outside of the room, so. Yeah, because if not, he would need to be screaming <laughs> in the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so basically, I guess that's kind of my takeaway is that um, don't underestimate the power of the presence of an animal companion in in your life. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. And the people who just don't like animals, they're weird. (laughs) They're weird and I don't trust them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have... Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have a responsibility to also be good companions to our pets, though, too. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying everyone should get an animal. No. But if you don't like animals, you're weird and I don't trust you. Right. Yeah. Matter matter of fact, if you're not capable of providing for the animal. Yeah, do not get one. Don't get one. They're expensive. We're talking like, not just food, water, shelter, but we're talking like medical expenses. It will happen. It will happen. A hundred percent. And sometimes it's stupid. And we have health insurance to cover our medical costs. There's, you can get insurance for an animal, but guess what? It doesn't cover most of the costs. Most of the time, you still have to pay up front, and then it's only like a partial reimbursement from the medical insurance providers. So be prepared to pay actual doctor costs for your animal. Yeah. Well, not actual doctor costs. Like, I mean, kind of. They're I don't know anyone doctors. who... Because like, an ambulance ride's like, what, ten grand or something like that? I better be charging her for these rides to her vet appointments. Yeah, we should be charging her. Uber for... <gasps> Uber for dogs. We're trademarking it now. It's on this podcast. Timestamp it. <laughs> <laughs> Uber for dogs. All right, you ready to get into the... The third top? Or no, the comments. Oh, no, there's no third topic. Oh, I thought you... Okay. Oh. You scared me? Yeah, it scared me. Didn't you prepare a third topic, No, please? I didn't. To the comments, yeah. Okay. To the comments. All right. 
going back real quick to the last topic, the last comment we got uh, was a ten-year-old drinking age, thirty-year-old uh, war age. I agree. You I like it. Thirty to join the military, ten to start drinking. I like it. Sold. All right, let's get into this one. Uh, so the rad enthusiast market is pretty small. You, okay. I think, are not. I, I don't think you're right here. It's really funny you mention that because one of my first jobs when I moved to Southern California was at a pet uh, pet shop, and uh, the store owner sold these um, hairless rats, and. I don't know why, but I loved this one. Every time I like, maybe it's because I fed them, they would run to the side of the glass and whatever. Anyway, I used to take this hairless rat out and I would walk around the store with it on my shoulder all day. And then when he'd start to get kind of sleepy, I would tuck him in my front pocket. I had one of those like front pockets and he'd fall asleep in my pocket. <laughs> my pocket. <laughs> this is the cutest story. And um, I almost adopted him. Uh, it, it didn't end up working out. I think he went home to a really sweet family. But uh, rats are super intelligent. You can train them to do all kinds of things. They can be potty trained. I know that they're uh, stigmatized with being disgusting animals that carry all kinds of... Um, well, those are street rats. Yeah. But if it's like a domesticated rat, that I mean, you can get them vaccinated. You can get them warmed. You, you, they can be clean. And they can be awesome little companions. <laughs> I can't believe this is the the hill you die on. This <laughs> pro <I> mean, pro rat. <laughs> They're cool. They're really cool animals. But you're right. the The market is uh, is small. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got another listener who said unconditional love from our pets. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think that I think that is the number one thing. Unconditional that, like that animals can give us is unconditional love, and I yeah. I think it's a it's a love that humans aren't able to emulate. I think so too. Um, I think, like, when you do something and you say something and you get a certain look as a reaction from another person, like, you know what they're saying. Like, you can feel instantly one way about what you just did. I don't think animals look at you like that. So it's like, you can say or do or be, like, your total natural self around them. And they're still just going to look at you like, I love you, you know? I have another devil's advocate for this. Okay. (laughs) So, I... I was the one who said you can't get the same kind of love from an animal as you, or you can't get the same kind of like level of love from an animal. Like humans will never measure up to that, right? Okay. But if you die in your house with another person, oh, they no. won't eat you. But your your dog might. Your dog might. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I don't know. Is that unconditional love? They love you so much they want you and. <laughs> You to be a part of them forever, <sighs> or at least for a di- digestion uh, uh, cycle. Ugh. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a valid point. Uh, most important qualities. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna modify for the for the viewers who listen. Uh, pooping on the floor, burying stuff in the backyard, farting with no shame. Well, trying at to least does that people. too. I also fart with no shame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, they. Can, I think okay, but they can be a challenge for sure. But biting new people—that's that's a that's a training thing. If you socialize them right, yeah, yeah, you can have a well-behaved animal. It just requires a lot of effort on your part. Like, yeah, a lot of patience, a lot of patience. But yeah, definitely they can be unruly and challenging. But again, that kind of goes back to to where you're at. Are you ready to take that on? Uh, do you have the space in your life to to commit to raising them to be functional little? Adults. Adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and we got, I like my horses and dog way more than most people. Just saying. I think Elise also likes the dog more than most people. And when I say most people, I include myself. And honestly, I've come to terms with that. And it's fine. I cry sometimes, but it's fine. Okay, no. It's funny because she's not the first person that said that to me. Uh, I just know eventually one day uh, Jennifer might leave me. But Riley can't go anywhere, so, uh, you know. (laughs) I hope I'm here longer than Riley. Oh, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was a bit. That felt too real. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Cats... Okay, perfect. Look, and I didn't even read that comment oh, before. Cats, cats will eat you if you, you die in your presence. Uh, okay, but again, dogs too. Yes, I can tell you for sure. Dogs will also. Yeah, Elise has seen people eaten by dogs. I have. She's lived a hard, rough life on the streets. Rough life. Rough. Dog pun. Dog pun. <laughs> John Wick used a dog's death to justify him kill over 100 people in the audience. You know, I still haven't seen John Wick. I know, I, I know, I know. It's okay, supposed but this to be is, awesome. This is the only reason why she hasn't watched John Wick, because she can't get through the, the dog death scene. Which is what, like the first 10 minutes of the first movie? And what, it's two minutes of a scene? It's a I hard time, clearly. I will cry. Ask my mom. She's here. Uh... What was that? Homeward, Homeward Bound? I think I was depressed for like 10 years. <laughs> okay, I'm exaggerating, but I felt I felt so deeply for the And it had a happy ending. That's the weird thing. Like, get over it, right? I can't watch animal movies. I don't know why. You know what has... And I was going to make the joke, but I'm going to do it because it's too dark for you. I was just like, you know what has a better ending? Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book. I had to in school. I don't think I ever watched the movie. Oh my gosh, you gotta watch the movie. Uh, I'm not ready. It's the best. <laughs> You'll love it. The ending is your favorite part. We <laughs> look at the next one though. Just do baby. Okay, I, I'm glad someone agrees. It's a good idea. <laughs> We're gonna fight babies. If you wanna, if you have a baby out there, you wanna send him up for our baby training camp. Uh, hit us up. We're <laughs> gonna start this underground baby fighting ring. I can't wait. <laughs> but you can talk about it. Oh, the you're... first thing about Baby Fight Club <laughs> is you, you don't talk, talk about, about Baby Fight Club. Yeah. All right. All right. And then this is, because I had to read a couple of the comments to be able to put it together. Okay. So we're talking about the bug guy. Oh, the said bug guy. Alien Ringo said the dude just had beef jerky in his pocket. Oh, maybe. Potentially, but just kidding, because he was wearing a jumpsuit. There's no pockets in a jumpsuit. That's not true. They, they Mechanics, they wear jumpsuits all the time. No, it's one of those like paper ones. Oh. I'm going to sneeze. That's why I'm doing this. I know you'll... It's gonna happen still. No, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, You almost had a Netflix docuseries made about you. The Exterminator. A bug guy story. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You know what? Sold. (laughs) If, in, look, if we sell it to Netflix, the rights, we'll put you on as a co-writer because of the name. (laughs) I'm digging it. Oh, and now... We're finding out that this is why we don't have an audience, Elise. I didn't know this was a rap person podcast. I know. I really kind of made myself sound like one of those people. I'm sorry. I, it was just a cool experience I had with a rat. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Alien Reagan's talking about when we're, uh, we were commenting on the, you know, pooping on the floor, burying stuff in the backyard. Oh, said, those were qualities for your friends? Yeah, of course. Oh. I actually do look for that in a good friend. That's, you know? that's true. That makes for a really good time. <laughs> if I don't have a good friend... Who doesn't try to bite new people? <laughs> not here for it. 
jumpsuits have pockets. See, we agree on that. Also, paper overalls is over other clothes, which will have pockets, which is totally understandable. He might have actually even tucked the jerky in his underpants. Who knows? Well, that's a pervert thing to do. That's not even at that point. If you're putting if you're putting jerky in your underwear, he had nefarious plans. Well, and exactly why Riley wanted to attack him. He's a weirdo. Well, you know, that's what we came back to. Riley saved my life from yeah. this weird jerky pervert. Agreed. Okay. Yep. Also, Man. that's the name of the band we're starting. Uh, so <laughs> next week on the podcast, we'll be performing a live band, a live show with um, our new set of songs. <laughs> their band is Weird Jerky Pervert. <laughs> Weird Jerky Pervert? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tongue twister. You know I can't say things easily. And, oh, almost nothing. Watch. This is, this is for, for all of you at home. It's a real fun one. I, Elise, can you say... Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Every time. Irish wristwatch. Okay, but not fast. Irish wristwatch. I can't do it. It's incredible. Every time. If you're looking for uh, just <laughs> some levity, I'll make a 10-minute video of Elise just trying... Because it's never happened. She's never been able to say it, so... Not quickly, no. We'll just make a 10-minute loop of that and... Yeah. You know, take your mind off things. Yeah. All right. So... That's going to be the end of the show. We're live every Wednesday at 8 o'clock on Twitch. And you can find the podcast on any platform of your choice. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We put it on Anchor and they do the rest. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. Just keep in mind, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Twitch. Yeah, because we like you here. Yeah, this was live. a lot of fun. Because Thank then you. We, could, we could talk about things. Yeah. I appreciate all of your guys' input. Super uh, fun. I also put things on YouTube at the Jennifer T and have Instagram. Our cat has a large following on TikTok. <laughs> it makes me feel ashamed that I'll never be as good as him. Uh, that's Yoda the Space Cat. I'm sorry I'm plugging him, but I just need you to know that I'll never, I'll never be as good as him. He is good. All right, is that it? Is that it? The Jennifer T, Wednesday nights. Okay, okay, no, yeah, okay. you're just going to say what I'm saying. All yeah. right, so we'll see you guys next time. Uh, that's it. Thanks Thank for joining you. us, especially uh, Alien Reagan. Appreciate Thank you, man. All person. the input. Just chef's kiss. The best. The best. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.